Again, my name is Dave Trudell. I'm the System Director of Marketing and Communications. Um, I have with us today Mark Norman, who's Penn Highlands Healthcare Chief Operating Officer, and also Dr. Russ Cameron, who is our Chief Medical Officer. I'm going to turn it over to Mark uh, for his opening remarks. Good afternoon, everyone. As, as Dave said, I'm Mark Norman, the Chief Operating Officer for Penn Highlands Healthcare, and I'm also joined here uh, today by Dr. Russell Cameron, our Chief Medical Officer for the Health System. We are here, of course, today to address the vaccine mandate issued by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services that was issued on November the 4th. This mandate requires that all healthcare workers in the United States to be fully vaccinated by January 4th, 2022. This federal mandate has a twofold purpose to reduce the risk unvaccinated healthcare workers present to patient safety, and also to provide stability and uniformity among all U.S. healthcare systems. Since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, Penn Highlands Healthcare has followed all protocols and complied with all federal and state requirements regarding employee and patient safety. Since this vaccine became available last December, we have strongly encouraged everyone from our employees to the people in the communities we serve to protect themselves and others by getting this vaccine. Now, at this time, we fully intend to comply with this federal mandate at all seven of our hospitals, as well as our outpatient facilities, our physician offices, our home health agencies, our long-term care facilities, all across our 39-county service area. This uh, mandate will affect 5,654 employees, 740 physicians, and 374 advanced providers across our system. Healthcare is one of the most regulated industries in this uh, country. Failure to comply with the mandate would jeopardize our participation in federal government programs like Medicare and Medicaid. To put this in, in general terminology or somewhat more layman's terms, if we do not comply, they will stop reimbursing us for patients we care for who have Medicare and Medicaid insurance, which at this time currently represents about 66% of our net revenue across our health system. This will lead to less staff and less individuals we can care for across this great state. It is important to know that if we fail to comply with the CMS mandate, it puts all of our hospitals at risk of closure to the fines and penalties to which we will be subjected to. In addition, if we fail to comply with the federal mandate, everyone stands to lose, not just our employees and patients, but everyone in our communities. For instance, in 2020, the total impact of our health system's seven hospitals on the Pennsylvania economy was nearly $1.6 billion. The hospital spending includes employee salaries, wages, and other benefits, as well as the uh, goods and services need to provide health care services and support our, our hospital operations. This ripple effect occurs when all our hospitals indirectly impact the economy through business interactions with other industries. For example, when our employees use their wages to spend money locally, whether it be on food, gas, or entertainment. Our reasons for complying with the federal mandate go beyond avoiding the fines, penalties, and potential closure of our hospitals. COVID-19 is continuing to make people ill, particularly unvaccinated people. The COVID-19 vaccine, as it stands today, is our best defense against this pandemic. 
I'm now going to turn the conference over to Dr. Cameron, who will give you a little more specific information related to COVID-19 in our communities and the federal vaccine mandate on our employees. Dr. Russell Cameron. Good afternoon. I had hoped that by now we would not still be talking about the impact of COVID-19 in our communities. But as Mark just said, people are still becoming seriously sick with COVID-19. Many are being hospitalized and we are seeing many deaths from the infection. Currently we have a total of 109 patients in our seven hospitals with a primary diagnosis of COVID-19. 13 are on ventilators and four patients have died in the past day. One of the best ways everyone, our employees, physicians, and the people in our communities can protect themselves and each other is through vaccination. More than 432 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine have been safely given in the United States from December 14, 2020 through November 8, 2021. Across Penn Highlands Health System, we have given more than 125,000 doses of the vaccine. Under the most intense safety monitoring in U.S. history, the vaccines met the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, rigorous scientific standards for safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality needed to support approval or authorization of a vaccine. Which brings me to why we are here today. First, I want to clarify that there are two federal mandates. One was issued by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, and covers companies with 100 or more employees, and it provides for weekly testing for the unvaccinated. The other mandate issued by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid applies to healthcare workers and stipulates that weekly testing is not an option in lieu of vaccination. The CMS mandate is the one that health systems are required to follow, including Penn Highlands. According to the CMS mandate, all staff must be fully vaccinated, two doses of the Pfizer or Moderna, or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine by January 4, 2022. As we said earlier, per the government mandate, Weekly COVID-19 tests are not an option for healthcare workers who do not want the vaccine. The federal vaccine mandate applies to all employees, union and non-union throughout our health system. In addition, it applies to all individuals who conduct business with the health system, including non-employed physicians, students, volunteers, vendors, consultants, delivery personnel, drug reps, etc. It includes practically anyone who walks through our doors except patients and their families. Employees not fully vaccinated by January 3, 2022 will be placed on unpaid administrative leave for 45 days with the hope that they will change their mind and get vaccinated. After 45 days without getting vaccinated, per the mandate, they will no longer be permitted to work. Employees may seek exemptions to the federal mandate based on medical conditions or recognized religious beliefs. All requests for medical or religious exemptions will be reviewed by designated panels of medical and religious professionals. We're trying to make it as convenient as possible for unvaccinated employees and physicians to get their vaccine. We've set up employee vaccine clinics throughout the system, and employees are also welcome to attend the community clinics we have scheduled. I want to emphasize that the federal mandate does not apply to patients and their families. However, they are strongly encouraged to be vaccinated, and according to PA regulations, must wear a mask when in a healthcare facility. When we sent out the invitation to this news conference, we asked participants to submit questions in advance for the sake of time. We will now turn it over to Dave to lead us through those questions. Thank you, Dr. Cameron. Thank you, Mark. Um, question number one, um, Dr. Cameron, this is for you. Um, during the last press call, 
Mark had mentioned about 70% of Penn Highlands employees were vaccinated. What is the current vaccination rate among employees? We have scheduled employee vaccination clinics across the health system, and we are encouraging our employees who are not vaccinated to visit one of these clinics or any of the community clinics we are hosting. At the end of October, our employee vaccination rate was 66%. Thank you, Dr. Cameron. Another question for you. What is the status of booster shots after the initial two doses of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines? Nearly a third to half of the cases we are now seeing are breakthrough cases, people ill with COVID who have been vaccinated. It may be due to the timing if the protection from the initial two doses wanes after six to eight months. We are encouraging everyone to get booster shots. Again, Dr. Cameron, how many staff members still are not fully vaccinated at, um, for COVID-19? Currently, there's 1,922 employees not fully vaccinated. Dr. Cameron, the next three questions are for you. How many of those staff members might qualify for medical or religious exemptions? We published the Religious and Medical Exemption Request Policy and forms late last week. So far, we have received approximately 30 requests for religious exemptions and two for medical exemptions. At this time, because it's still too early in the process, it is impossible for us to predict how many employees may qualify in the end. What is the turnaround time that an employee can expect to receive a decision about the submitted medical or religious exemptions? We plan to process the request as quickly and efficiently as possible with a virtual panel of medical or religious personnel processing the requests weekly. Which employees are less likely to want to get the vaccine, healthcare professionals, administrative, et cetera? There have not been any clear distinctions between these groups and employees at this time. All right, Dr. Cameron, still have two more questions for you. How many employees are there in Penn Highlands Dubois? How many of them are fully vaccinated against COVID-19? How many do you expect to at least receive the first dose by December 5th and then by January 24th? Or excuse me, January 4th, my apologies. That's good. There are approximately 2,200 employees at the Penn Highlands Dubois campus, of which 70% are fully vaccinated. Okay, Dr. Cameron, again, are your are employees required to get any other vaccines? No, Penn Highlands employees are not required to receive other vaccines, but they are strongly encouraged to get the annual flu shot. Any employee who does not get the flu shot is required to wear a mask at all times. Okay, now I'm going to shift over to Mark. Mark, does Penn Highlands Healthcare intend to still comply with the mandate despite the legal challenges currently underway in several federal appeal courts? So it's important, again, to remember that there are two mandates, one from uh, OSHA, or the Occupational Health and Safety Administration, that mandates employee vaccination for businesses with 100 or more employees. And then, of course, there's the other from CMS, which is the one that we are required to follow that applies to healthcare workers. There are legal challenges to the OSHA mandate, but there are not legal challenges, to my uh, knowledge, as of this date, to the CMS mandate. Penn Highlands will comply with the federal mandate because failure to do so will result in the community losing access to high-quality health care that would result from loss of revenue and jobs in our health system. All right, Mark, continuing. Are the dates still the same that the first dose must be administered, administered by December 5th and then the second dose by January 4th, 2022? Yes, the dates are, are still, uh, still, still the same. They have not changed since the mandate was issued. The other option is to get the Johnson & Johnson, which is a one-dose regimen. 
All right, Mark, is there still no choice for employees to choose to be tested rather than receive the vaccine? Yes, the, the major distinction between the OSHA and CMS mandates is that the CMS mandate, which is the one healthcare workers are required to follow, does not provide for the option of weekly testing in lieu of vaccination. All right, Mark, for you again, could you remind me or ask how, of how many employees work for Penn Highlands Healthcare? It sounds like the mandate will apply to an even wider group to include those who conduct business with the health system. Do you have an estimate an estimate of how many people are subject to the mandate in relation to Penn Highlands Healthcare? So system-wide, Penn Highlands Healthcare is comprised of 5,654 employees, 740 physicians, and 374 advanced practice providers. All of our employees, physicians, and advanced practice providers are subject to the mandate. We also have uh, approximately 300 companies uh, that we do business with that may have employed or their employees come in and out of our organization, uh, but we do not have an exact number of those people at this time. Thank you, Mark. All right, Mark, actually the next four questions are for you as well. How many employees do you anticipate losing because of the vaccine mandate across the health system? How many in Dubois? It, it really is too early to, to, to speculate that and to predict the number of employees we may lose uh, because of this mandate. How do you plan to address the staff shortages that will occur as a result of this vaccine mandate, especially at a time when Penn Highlands is in need of employees due to the expansion and plans for being a trauma center? We want to keep our workforce with, with us, of course, and we want our employees to be vaccinated and be safe. In addition, Penn Highlands wants to recruit individuals who come to us knowing that we are following mandates and guidelines to keep them safe. We are continuously working on uh, staffing contingency plans across our health system. Do we have an estimate of how many people who do not work at Penn Highlands Healthcare, example, vendors, delivery personnel, et cetera, who this mandate will impact? We don't have the exact number, as I mentioned earlier, of number of people, but roughly uh, it impacts approximately 300 companies across the uh, Penn Highlands healthcare system that we do business with. Thank you. Mark, what is the process for verifying the vendors, that vendors, sales reps, et cetera, are vaccinated? Well, we currently use a computerized vendor access system at Penn Highlands Dubois and also Penn Highlands Mon Valley called VendorMate that stores a contact uh, information and allows for verified entry when they visit our facilities after an initial processing. We're in the process of adding vendor mate at our other hospitals as well. Thank you. Uh, two more for you, Mark. What is our contingency plan for keeping product moving through the hospital if delivery personnel are not vaccinated? We're currently monitoring uh, the situation and developing our various contingency plans across the health system. Thank you, Mark. Um, is Penn Highlands Healthcare aware of the planned protest rally um, that's taking place on Friday? What are officials expecting, and how will it be handled? Any comment on the protest? Uh, yes, we're, we're aware of the proposed protest. This, this mandate is from the federal government and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. We understand why the CMS mandate has people upset and frustrated. We certainly understand that. However, Penn Highlands believes in the vaccine, and we are encouraging our employees to get the vaccine. If Penn Highlands does not apply, comply with this mandate, our communities stand to lose access to high-quality health care because our health system would lose 66% of our net revenue and a lot of people would lose jobs. This would cripple the economies of the communities that we serve where we have our local hospitals. 
We are educating our employees through internal communications. This is a federal mandate, which we must follow, and advising employees who may be upset to reach out to their U.S. senators and representatives. All right. Thank you, Mark. I'm going to turn it back over to Dr. Cameron. Uh, next three questions. What are the statistics for COVID-19 patients at the hospital or the health system? The number of patients who are hospitalized has been increasing in the last couple of weeks. As of today, there are 109 patients admitted. And that's across the health system, Dr. Cameron? Correct. Thank you. Has there been a surge in cases? Yes, we're seeing a significant increase in the number of COVID-19 positive patients with nearly a third to a half of the positive cases among vaccinated patients. In addition, we are not only seeing more positive patients, we're seeing more deaths. As always, we continue to encourage everyone to wear masks, practice social distancing, and hand hygiene, and avoid crowds. It's important to note that with Thanksgiving a week away, people will be traveling, gathering with family and friends and shopping, and they are all reminded to remain vigilant and cautious. Is Penn Highlands offering monoclonal for those diagnosed with COVID-19? If so, why or why not? What are the benefits of this treatment? How do doctors determine if a patient is eligible to them? The benefit of the monoclonal antibodies is that administration can decrease the need for hospitalization by 70%. This treatment is for people who are not currently hospitalized. We are currently administering monoclonal antibodies at Penn Highlands Dubois, Penn Highlands Huntington, and Penn Highlands Mon Valley. In the summer months, we were administering less than 10 treatments per month. Because of the surging cases recently, we administered over 300 doses in October. We received the medication from the health. They follow an allocation process, so we often get fewer doses than we request. If a physician feels this treatment may be helpful, there's a process they follow to refer the patient to a provider in our system who can determine if the patient meets criteria and can order the treatment. Dr. Cameron, again, what are the numbers of patients, daily, weekly, et cetera, um, admitted to the emergency department with COVID-19 and percentage of vaccinated versus unvaccinated? I do not have the exact number, but I'm hearing from our acute care providers that the majority of the patients currently being seen in our acute cares are for COVID-19-related problems. We're seeing an increasing number of people who have been vaccinated as immunity wanes, but the vaccinated patients are much less ill. Once again, I recommend boosters for patients who are more than six months out from their initial vaccinations. And Dr. Cameron, really quick, what are our acute care facilities? just for the folks who are newer to the system? Acute care facilities are, are urgent care type facilities with walk-in care provided throughout our, our town. Okay, thank you. Um, has staff been overwhelmed with the number of patients admitted recently? How has that impacted them? Dr. Cameron. You know, the local healthcare system have been affected by the number of the COVID-19 patients. This isn't just because of the number of patients, but also because these patients are often very sick and have extended stays in our critical care areas. Also because of COVID-19, nursing homes and other related healthcare settings have had a decreased ability to accept patients who would have been typically discharged from the hospital. This is causing issues not just in our hospitals, but throughout healthcare. All right, Dr. Cameron, I still have three more questions for you. Are healthcare people, employees at your facilities testing all people who have COVID symptoms in the same family or only one person. We've had reports of one person getting tested, but nobody else in the family was advised to get tested, though they had symptoms because it was assumed that they had it. That may make it difficult to determine how, how prevalent COVID actually is in a particular community. 
We are testing patients who have symptoms which are suspicious for COVID-19. I can't speak to every scenario of patients who have COVID, who have family, friends, or coworkers who may have been exposed, but the Delta variant of COVID-19 is a predominant variant throughout the country. It's very infectious, so it is likely that anybody exposed to a COVID-19 positive person who themselves have symptoms or are likely to have COVID-19. What specific measures are being taken at Penn Highlands Mon Valley and its ambulatory surgery centers to curb the spread of COVID-19, and what have been the infection rates at those facilities? Since the beginning of COVID-19 pandemic, Penn Highlands hospitals, including Mon Valley, have followed all protocols and complied with all federal and state requirements regarding employee and patient safety. We require all employees and everyone who enters our buildings to wear masks, staff wear appropriate personal protective equipment. We are limiting visitors. For access to the hospitals, patients and visitors are required to have temperature checks. In terms of employees who are COVID positive or who have had an exposure, we follow CDC and the Department of Health guidelines regarding time off and testing. Even before the vaccine mandate, the hospital was encouraging employees to have the vaccine. It is important to note that Penn Highlands hospitals were among the first hospitals in the U.S. to have the COVID vaccine because we took the steps to meet the vaccine requirements. Okay, Dr. Cameron, one more question for you. What are we expecting regarding COVID-19 for the winter months and also now that kids 5 to 11 are eligible for the vaccine? There are some models out there that are predicting that the number of cases of COVID in Pennsylvania will continue to increase through January. This isn't true of all states. The prediction for Pennsylvania is based on many things, including the percentage of people who are vaccinated in this state. Thank you, Dr. Cameron. We have one last question, Mark. I'm going to have this directed towards you. What should patients expect as a result of this vaccine mandate being implemented? Patients and visitors should always feel safe in our facility with the knowledge that we are following all the healthy health and safety mandates that have been issued. We're requiring masks. We're limiting the number of visitors and support personnel, as well as implementing many other safety precautions to keep our patients safe. As I've said since the beginning of the pandemic, patient and, st and staff safety is and always will remain our top priority. 